0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, March 28, 2022, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We've got some uh, background noise. And we are in the doctor's opinion on page Roman numeral XXV. We will be reading and commenting on the fifth paragraph only, which begins with, I personally know scores of cases and ends with other methods had failed completely. Today's readers are Carmela G., Stacy H., Rick J., and Kathy S. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, March 27, 2022's special edition meeting, is 18,742. That's one eight seven four two. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, who still suffers at a vision for you big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous I will now ask Carmela G to read the OA 12 steps
1: thank you the 12 steps praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass.
0: Thank you, Carmela G. I will now ask Stacy H.,
2: read the OA 12 traditions. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Stacey H, and these are our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions Ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Stacy
0: H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we will be reading and commenting on the fifth paragraph only on page XXV in the doctor's opinion, which begins with, I personally know scores of cases and ends with, other methods have failed completely. I will now ask Rick J to go ahead and read that for us.
3: Hey, thanks, Rebecca. Um, my name is Rick Jay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, Rick J., personally know scores of cases, including mine, who are of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. Why? Because I, uh, you know, I come on the line and I listen, you know, and I hear people share their experience, strength, and hope. And um, I know where we come from because we share that with each other and one of the things that is one of you know really the most powerful aspect of someone sharing is that relatability and the methods that they tried and failed completely and you know i've got my own methods you know just like on uh on page 31 in the doctor's opinion you know it said here are the some of the methods we have tried and you know substitute uh, you know, your food in there, and you're going to see yourself in these methods that have failed completely. They fail. I've tried everything for me in my own personal experience. And there's other people that have tried things I've never even dreamed of or knew existed to try to, to uh, succeed and to, and to overcome compulsive overeating. You know, and, and the only method that there is that works is completely laid out in this book. You know, there's a line, um, you know, when we're, um, I guess, in the chapter where it's, uh, it says, you know, and how it works, we are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent. I'm sorry, I'm reading the complete wrong thing uh if you have decided that you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it then you are ready to work certain steps and you know I've had to uh to kind of reframe that in my mind is that uh you know if if I've decided I want to keep what I have then I uh, I must be ready to continue working these steps and I must be willing to go to any length and that means working these steps on a daily basis that's the method that really works that's the only method for me you know and I've tried everything including you know having found recovery uh, you know I uh, I I tried not working these steps and all you know every day practicing these principles and all my affairs I've tried that too you know and it doesn't work It simply doesn't work because after a while, you know, my, uh, you know, my disease starts coming back and it convinces me that, you know, I really don't have a disease, that I really don't need to have entire abstinence, that I don't have to pray and meditate every day, that I don't have to carry this message, that I don't have to keep working steps 10, 11, and 12 and looking at my character defects. So I've, I've been on both sides of this. I'm very grateful to be absent today, and with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Rick Jay, for getting us started in North Carolina. Um, now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Thursday or Friday and would like to share, on the fifth paragraph only on page XXV in the doctor's opinion. I personally know scores of cases through other methods have failed completely. Please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Melissa C. from Boston. I heard Melissa C and Katie G.
4: from Pl- W.
0: Okay, wait a minute. I heard Claire E and who W? Barbara E. Amy G. Like S, Lazy W. Was it Tracy or
5: Stacy W? Uh, I wrote Barbara Tracy. E and then
6: Barbara E,
0: right? Okay, wait a second. Barbara E. I think there was Amy, was it? Oh, geez. Or
7: Katie.
0: I don't know. I always miss Katie D. and Amy D. were both. Yeah, Amy D. thank names. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. And then uh, somebody who had an O. On their for their initial. O?
8: Get- Reggio.
0: <laughs> Reggio. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so I know I missed a bunch of people, but I already have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the lineup. So I think I'm just going to go with the seven I did write down, even though I know I skipped some people. I apologize. Melissa C., Katie G., Claire E., Tracy W., Barbara E., Amy G., and Reggie O. Melissa C., go right ahead.
9: Hey, good morning, Rebecca. I you know it's hard to get down all those names. <laughs> good job. Um, my name is Melissa. Sam, recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, I read this and it's like, yes, actually the prerequisite for someone like me is complete failure. You know, and I think of, like, lots of courses that I took in my life and it was the, you know, in order to take this next course, you had to pass the one that came before. And for this course these 12 steps i come here on failure you know i i have had to exhaust every other method and you know when i when i found out um is that i was treating a, the wrong problem because i thought my problem was my weight and so when the problem is the weight you know the methods that i tried were diets and um diets Help you lose weight as long as you're on the diet, you know um, but my problem is that i can't I can't stay on the diet because my problem is not weight. My problem is I've got a hole inside me that I tried to fix by reshaping my body and by filling it up with food, and you know, it also tells me that none of that was wasted. You know, none of those methods that I exhausted. It's not like I can look back anymore and regret and say, "Why did I bother to do that? Why did I bother to do that?" Because I would never have known that I was powerless unless I exhausted all my human power. And step one tells me that this is the foundation that this entire program is built upon. You know that that whole foundation of my recovery is going to be built upon the absolute certainty of my brokenness. And, you know, so if you're sitting here and you're mm, thinking maybe you've got another method, something else might work, we're supposed to encourage one another, go do it. Because um, until I failed, you know, I didn't know that that there was another solution for me. And um, I'm grateful, to be honest, that every single one of those methods failed completely because that I got, because of my failure, you know, I got to actually form a relationship with God. And um, thanks With that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Melissa C. Katie G.,
7: Good morning, Rebecca. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. Yeah, I'm a other methods methodsaholic, and um, I think I spent my whole life being so focused on the behavior, so the anorexia, the bulimia, the compulsive eating, that I thought that this was just like a behaviors issue, right? So if I put down the behaviors I'll be fine but the book tells me that there's one thing that needs to change and that one thing is everything and it tells me by saying that ideas emotions and attitudes which were once the guiding force of my life have to be cast aside for an entirely new set of ideas emotions and attitudes so my entire selfish way of living in this world must change. It's not just a little, it's everything. You know, and as a recovered woman today, you know, like, I wonder what methods I look for to achieve more, you know, um, emotional sobriety, because that's the name of this game, folks. You know, like, once I get, um, I have alcoholism, I don't have alcoholism, which means that, you know, thanks be to God, I haven't eaten in a few 24 hours and I'm living in recovery. But I'll tell you what, I can abuse other things. For example, I somehow missed several lines in the book. Like I missed that um, the 12 steps are just a treasure map to get to the treasure of God. Like I thought that the steps were the entire solution. Like stay abstinent, do the steps, help others, do the steps, help others. But it is, it tells us hundreds of times in the first 164 pages that the entire point of having, of doing the 12 steps is to develop a relationship with God. You know, it it says in, um, I forget, I think it's Dr. Bob's nightmare. He says, if you are atheist or agnostic, I feel sorry for you, right? And so this is, Relationship with God has to come because I, on my own power, cannot change my ideas, emotions, and attitudes. I'm a I'm a fear-based woman, you know. And so for me, for today, you know, the other really important line talks about how most of us find that expansion uh, into, um, you know, our relationship with God is critical to our continued growth and development. So I must stay absent and help others and ask God for an image of who he would have me be. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Because you know what, folks? The problem is me and the answer, it's always God. And with that, I
8: pass. Nice. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Katie G. Claire E.
4: Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you to everybody for making this meeting happen today. Um, yeah, I was looking at this, and I've got this highlighted. Other methods that failed completely in my book, and you know, by that, I've got the question: Did anything else work for me? And um, you know, I can say that in my time of active compulsive eating, I tried. I, I did actually come to OA and the 12 programs pretty early in my life, actually. Um, and I would say one of the methods I tried very hard was to half-heartedly do OA and 12 steps. You know, I desperately, I saw people who seemed to pitch up at a meeting every few weeks and do a bit of this and a bit of that, um, maybe do a few readings each day. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to sort of um, light touch OA, you know, use it as a, as a, a, a like a has been described, sort of diet with group support. Um, and that was a method that failed for me. I also failed at counselling. I felt counselling didn't work for me um, very different weight control programs didn't work for me psychiatry didn't work for me outpatient groups didn't work for me eating disorder units didn't work for me um i didn't really work at it i used to lie through my teeth to these people you know it was it was was not really that i had any desperation to work the program i think this is where it comes in is that you know i am the type with whom i had to be as has been shared you know i had to be really desperate i had to be completely out of ideas i had to um, be willing to go through the pain of stopping eating you know I had to be willing to be in it. that much pain that I was willing to take a chance on whatever it was here and throughout all of those years of trying other methods the one thing that I'd always heard was recovery in these rooms um, and I didn't like that particularly I didn't want to come back but that was what drew me back in over and over again was I had definitely seen people who had what I had and were not doing that anymore and seemed to be happy doing so and that was like the golden you know the golden bucket of treasure that I was after um, and I think, you know, thank God I did like sin shed. Thank God. I, you know, I did, I needed to end up cross legged on my mum's holiday home floor in floods of tears saying, please, God, please, I can't do this anymore. Because that's had, I, I had to surrender, you know, I have to continually surrender, I have to consciously surrender every day. And to do that, I have to take certain actions. Um, and, you know, that that surrender won't stay. Um, if I don't, you know, if it doesn't drive me into working the rest of the steps. And, and, you know, I think that's just it, you know, that surrender does drive me into working with the rest of the steps because I've got two alternatives. One is to go on to the end, blotting out consciousness of my intolerable situation. The other is to accept spiritual help. You know, those are my alternatives because I am the type with whom other methods will fail completely. And thank God, because because of the, the 12 steps that's been shared, you know, actually, the food is a red herring, you know. The food is not, you know, abstinence isn't the solution to this problem. It's a, it's a spiritual awakening. It's a transformation of thought and action. And, you know, through working the steps, I found that, and I can abstain now happily. And that is just a miracle. Um, I'll leave it there. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Claire E. Is it Tracy W.?
10: Thanks, Rebecca. Um, this is Rosie W. in the UK, oh, Composto Brita. <laughs> no problem. Um, I love this paragraph, this one-sentence paragraph. This, um, And I was trying to explain some, to somebody um, a few days ago why I had never been able to afford to put deposit down on a house. And it's because I knew early on that I was hopeless. I knew that I did not have the... Re- the requisite power to stop myself from eating, so I started paying people to stop me from eating. That was the that was the method that I hammered hardest, um, and I must have paid thousands and thousands of pounds. Many of those pounds, of which I should add, I didn't even have. You know, many of them were borrowed on um, people, on experts and gurus who were going to stop me eating. And it was a really pitiful demoralizing process because what I saw working for other people and working in a quite long term way would not work for me. You know, with some of these methods, I couldn't even get a day. Um, And with the one that I really thought was going to be the one which was the most expensive of all, within seven days, I was sitting on the floor of my friend's kitchen. I was staying with a friend at the time. At two in the morning, spooning sugar into my mouth from the bag, crying, my body in agony, my mind racing and just thinking, finally, I think this is going to kill me. And funnily enough, I ended up in my first O.A. meeting a couple of weeks after that. Um, that is why I have not been able, I was not able to put a deposit on my house because I was trying to pay people to stop me eating. And if I wasn't paying someone to stop me eating, I was by expending all my money on, or other people, the bank's money on clothes, on hair, on makeup, on anything that would disguise, you know, what the, the, the effects of my compulsive overeating. Um, and now here I am, abstinent um, and sane most of the time. And what has happened? What has changed? I don't pay anyone to keep me from the food. I don't pay anyone to keep me sane. Um, the, <laughs> the clothes thing is still a work in progress. Um, but one day at a, one day at a time, I'm trusting God, and, and that is only because the other male fa- methods failed completely. And I had the privilege this weekend of, of spending it with uh, spending the weekend with. Um, a compulsive overeater who is still out there in the food but is beginning to realize that he is doomed and he's beginning to realize that other methods are have failed him completely and that probably his last diet was a very long time ago and he actually and it's the first time in I think 12 years that I've known him he he was willing to ask me about what I'm doing and why it is that I am slim and why I weigh and measure my food and why I don't Um, eat necessarily the same things that other people are eating at a meal Um, and how I'm doing it and why I'm so disciplined as he put it and I was I was very honest with him and thank God for this book thank God for this manual that gives me thank you that gives me the instructions tells me exactly what I need to tell him so I just laid out my story I explained that all other methods had failed completely And I told him what my solution was. And if he comes back to me wanting more, then that's a wonderful thing. And if he doesn't, that's also fine. I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Rosie W.
6: Barbara E. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service. And good morning, family. Well, when I came to OA, I felt hopeless. I knew in my heart that my compulsion to overeat would kill me. And I was helpless to stop gorging myself with food, even as I was crying out for help. I needed to find God. Maybe he had the power to save me, but my sponsor told me God isn't lost, but you must trust him and ask him for help. Because God is a gentleman. He doesn't go where he's not invited. And in OA, I could find a fellowship of broken people just like me to support me and understand me and love me and help me if I was willing to ask. I learned about the allergy and the craving and that if I was broken and desperate enough, I could go from hopeless and helpless to if I was going, if I was willing to open the book and take all 12 steps, no half measures, but all of them, and pass it on to others, and that there really is a solution that could set me free to fully accept that I have an allergy to certain foods and certain behaviors and a spiritual malady that blocked me from God, I needed a Roto-Rooter to save me. I thought I had to seek God, but he was never lost. And I learned I wasn't alone, isolated. There were people just like me to support me. If I was humble enough to ask for help to say, I don't know, I'm sorry, I was wrong, will you help me? And to understand I must do service and pass on what I learned to another suffering person and be of service to people not in program two and especially with my family, may be the hardest for me of all. And to be grateful to the humble doctor who had a theory based on what a drunk named Bill Wilson proposed that working with another person who had our disease, could save him, now me, from going back to the disease. In his case, booze. To me, it was compulsive overeating. If Bill, who I believe was an egomaniac, could be enough humble enough to send out 400 copies of the manuscript for the big books, to others for their opinion, and be willing to make some changes, some word changes, like from directions to suggestions and from you to we. If he was able to do that, thank you. I am certainly able to do that too. Thank you. I'm going to put the cotton back in my mouth, take it out of my ears, and listen. Thank you all for inspiring me. I pass. Thank you,
0: Barbara E. Amy G.
11: Good morning, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you everyone for such an awesome meeting, Team Monday. So it begs a question if it says here, I personally know of cases who were of the type so what is the type we have been talking about here? Well, we're going to get into this as we go through the big book, but the type, as I understand what the big book says, is physical allergy, mental obsession. It is a specific type. We'll talk about further, and there is a solution, the types of drinkers and eaters that there are, the moderate, the hard, and the real alcoholic, and the real compulsive eater that has the twofold nature of, Of this illness. For me, it is the physical allergy and the mental obsession. Physical allergy, when I put certain ingredients and foods into my system, I'm like an alcoholic, I cannot stop. For me, it's sugar, high fat flour, volume, and the mental obsession that if I know that these things kill me and I can't stop once I start eating them, why is it my mind finds some insane, crazy, or no thought at all that says it's okay to put that food in my mouth? I mean, that's what begs the question, because if I am the type, then, then you know, alarm bells go off here, because, folks, there is hope, because we have a solution upon which we can absolutely agree and join in brotherly and harmonious action. That's on page 17, harmonious action. Action is the magic word. This is the great news. The hope is here, folks, because if I am that type, It's not my job to try more methods or more research and development because if I say that's who I am, I'm also not even going to question why. I'm going to get on to the business of recovery. And it talks about that on page 22. And I'll just wrap up with that. It says here, perhaps we will never, perhaps there will never be a full answer to these questions. Opinions vary considerably as to why the alcoholic reacts differently from normal people. We are not sure why once a certain point is reached, little can be done for him. We cannot answer the riddle. I'm not asking the riddle anymore. I'm doing the action steps of putting down the food and working these 12 steps like my hair's on fire so that I can have the freedom from the twofold allergy. There is hope, there is a solution. But first I need to know who
10: and what I am. Not
11: why, just who and what I am. Because if I am, that two-fold nature, compulsive eater, then the solution is here. The hope is here. The program is here. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Amy G. Reggie O., and then we'll take more names for sharing. Good morning, Rebecca. You know what, Reggie, before you share, let me just tell anybody who got on late, we're on XXV, the fifth paragraph, I personally know scores of cases thanks
12: Reggie go ahead <laughs> thanks Rebecca thanks so much for your service this morning and <clears throat> everyone who's on the line um uh, my name is Reggie oh I'm very gratefully recovered this day and um uh, well, when I was if we were reading this paragraph uh this paragraph this two sentence paragraph this morning I went uh directly back to this memory that I had of uh something else it was an, actually it was a wonderful realization i had i've I've tried Every, I mean, I've tried it. Every, just about. No, I, I haven't tried just about everything. I haven't gotten my stomach stapled. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I haven't done a lot of group things. Uh, this is the first group, uh, the first group uh, solution that I've ever tried, and you know, there's. I don't need to try anything else. But, uh, I was. <clears throat> uh, I. I was at an ashram once and uh, back in, I can't think of what the year was, but I was standing in front of the uh, meditation hall and in the display cases outside the meditation hall, there were all of these syringes and empty packs of cigarettes and half filled bottles of alcohol. And it was all of these people that had gone into uh, this particular you know this particular uh, spiritual direction, and were following this particular guru and they had put their um, you know had put their addiction down and I was standing out there and I thought about surrender and i thought god i I've never been able to surrender and I didn't think about god <laughs> I thought i've never been able to surrender to anything why can't I surrender you know and it was just this big 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 dilemma and um and and a- And what I got is I can't surrender because if I do, I'm afraid that what I love most will be taken from me, which is what I thought happened many years ago in my, you know, in my past. And um, so I decided to stay at the meditation center and to do everything from morning until night, which I did. I participated in everything. I did everything. And after a few days, I was one morning, early in the morning, I was in the meditation cave sitting and uh, meditating. It was beautiful, quiet, and I heard this voice, and it sounded like the voice of the guru, uh, and who knows, maybe it was, you know, God speaking through this voice, but what I got was pack your bags and go back to Boston and give yourself over fully to uh, Overeaters Anonymous, and so I thought I was surprise, but I totally got it, and I packed my bags, and I went back, and it was the first time that I did, put, you know, throw myself back into the program, and and to say that, you know, the purpose of this program for me, and, you know, as it says in the book, and we learn how to, uh, you know, is to find a power greater than myself which will restore me to sanity if i do the work i have a lot of clearing out work to do and i have a lot of clearing out to stay and it does take group support and it does take this higher power of which you know i have to have some concept i have to believe you know trust that there is that power and that it's a good one and i didn't get anywhere close to finished but i'm glad that i had the opportunity to share so thank you thank you
0: reggie O. Well, if you haven't shared on A Vision for You on Thursday or Friday and would like to share on the fifth paragraph on page XXV in the doctor's opinion in the big book, I personally know scores of cases through other methods had failed completely. Please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial.
13: Hi, my name is Lynn Reni from Montreal. Hi, this
14: okay. is Natalie
15: Ken W H.
5: Sarah T from Colorado. Sarah T from Colorado.
0: Okay, so let's let me tell you who I heard. The first person I just guessed at what I heard, which was Nima E. So you could correct me on that when I call your name, I guess. Natalie it's Ken. Oh go ahead. You wanna do it it's now? Lynn. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's Lynn? Lynn. Yeah, Lynn Renee from Montreal. Oh, Lynn Renee. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's okay. okay. And is the last initial E? Or no? Just Lynn. Okay. I got Lynn Renee. And then I have a Natalie. I didn't get the initial. And Ken and I should know your initial, but I didn't write it down. And Sarah T. And does someone else want to get in line. We I think we have room for one more. Shanna C. Shanna C. Okay. We, and- we will Russ if there's time, but it's unlikely. Uh-huh. Okay. Rene. Rene. It. Lynn Renee. Lynn Renee, go right ahead. Thank you so much. My my last initial is H, like Harry. Oh, so,
13: H. hi guys. Good morning. Lynn Renee, compulsive over eater on the road to recovery. I'm so happy to be back to this morning. I've been on a, yeah, a rocky road since August. A really dark place because I thought I had another good idea, and um, I was going to find finally the way of doing this thing, and finally being at a normal body weight, and finally being happy. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm back. It's been since uh, the 19th of December that I'm finally, um, yeah, I've let go. I've done the list. I've done the list of everything I've done since I've been 16 and 49. And at the end, I'm like, I can't believe I've done anything like that and never was under 200 pounds. I got lap band surgery hypno, medication, so many things, so many things, like and, and cuckoo things, like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, the last thing was in August, hey, let's do intuitive uh, eating, that sounds interesting, that, that's really what I want, yeah, right, I just want the results when I'm going everywhere, and this is why now. What's changed is the fact that I, I know now, I have no more great ideas. The only good idea that's really good is following, for me, Anyways, is following exactly what's in this book and leaving all my great ideas on the side. And when I do have, when I have to share it, I can't just pick up and do it. I have to share it to be sure I have a good idea. And the best, best idea in this book is to finally be in sync with a power that's inside my heart. He's not anywhere else. He's just inside. He's the one who created me with faults, with passion and uh, all these good stuff, and to learn to live with you guys on this planet with love and compassion for me, for you. And in the colors that he wants us to be. Love, tolerance. And I don't know the others, but um, off of my head here. But, yeah, I'm so glad to be here this morning. Thank you so much, guys, for your share, your experience, and especially your hope. Thanks. Have a nice uh, Monday. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks, Lynn Renee H. Natalie, and your first initial, I, I didn't get it written down.
14: Hi, this is Natalie uh, V from Kansas City. Um, Yeah, I can so relate to everything everybody's been saying. I have tried everything instead of OA. I came to OA through AA in 2016, and I was just like in and out for a while because i really didn't want to have to work two 12-step programs and go to two sets of meetings so i tried i had already been to like um, an outpatient program i then tried you know maybe i can do a diet program again so tried that um then i tried just seeing a therapist And then that didn't work. And they taught me all kinds of things and said, you know, it's always bad. Um, And then um, I also tried intuitive eating and, like, bought the book on that. And, you know, was eating ice cream every night and um, gained a lot of weight during COVID. And um, I basically just got... I just did enough research, I guess, to where I've got over six months now of not comatosing myself in the sugar. Um, I got obstinate when I was nine months pregnant, and I am trying to do everything I can not to go back there because I know that future me might say, hey, maybe let's try something else, but I have to keep going to these meetings and keep talking about how I've tried everything else and none of it worked and this is the only thing that does. So, anyways, um, I will pass with that and I'm grateful for the meeting. Thank you.
16: Thank
0: you, Natalie B. from Kansas City. Ken
14: WH.
15: Thank you, Rebecca. Glad to be here today. Um, <clears throat> I uh, read this sentence and then realized, as I thought about it, that I think uh, Bill W. made a direct translation of this that shows up later in the book. Um, from what the doctor said, Bill came up with, and this is just my understanding, uh, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. <laughs> uh, we read that, we've read that so often, Um I tried to find the easier, softer way forever, and then I had this great aha! Like, like I learned, figured something out that nobody else had thought of. That this is the easier, softer way. Oh, <laughs> surprise! Um, I call it the, the the paradox of of faith and um, the faith uh, which expresses the. Uh, it's the cost. It's the cost of living into that faith that, that is the challenge. Um, am I willing to pay anything? Go to any lengths. Um, this is indeed the easiest way. It's hard sometimes. It's very hard sometimes. And that's the cost of it. The cost of being a disciple or a, a follower of these principles that's, um, of the program. It, it costs something. It takes hard work, and it's it is the easiest way, but it is hard sometimes. It's a kind of a paradox there, because um, it really, frankly, doesn't take much effort to find another method. There, there are legion. There, there are <laughs> hundreds of them out there. I can always find another way if I choose, but I find that those easier ways uh, don't produce the results the easiest way that is working the 12 steps produces the results and it's hard work um i like to say uh you know what i did was i'd i'd look at other ways and i'd take the little parts i liked and uh, pick pick and choose just like reading the book and pick out the things that i wanted to hear and i just forget about the stuff that was hard Um, I've done that with other literature as well. Uh, It doesn't work. Uh, What I've come to understand is that it all offers me something. Uh, This book, every word of it offers me something, and I can take what I like. And I can leave the rest, but that's not helpful for me. So I like to say that I take what I like and I store the rest because I never know when I'm going to need it. So there's... It's all here. It's all right there in front of me. I don't have to go anywhere else to find it. It's all right here. I just have to allow myself (laughs) to do the hard work of accepting it and trusting it and relying on the, the stories and the witness of so many others who are blessed by this program. Thanks. I am truly blessed by it. I pass.
0: Thank you, Ken WH. Sarah T.
5: Thank you. Can I be heard? Yes. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Yeah, it made me smile. God's always got my back. I was just thinking last night, listening to a meeting. You know, I've tried a lot of things. When I can't control life, I've tried to control food, others. And, you know, just kind of reviewed all that. That half measures really don't avail anything. You know, this program is like medicine. I finally understand that. It's like a diabetic who needs insulin. So it's just a miracle that I'm absent and recovered from this disease today. Grateful for the reprieve today. And that, you know, it really works. I've tried, you know, substitutes from what I want to other things. And sometimes, you know, it's helpful. But when I go to higher power and surrender. That seems to work the best. He knows better than I do. And I'm just so grateful for this program and that, you know, sadly, I had to come to the end of myself that my ways no longer worked. I was a yo-yo dieter, you know, restrict, overeat, restrict, overeat. And I thought, you know, it worked. Yeah, it was a two-week span. And and it went from two weeks to one week. And then it went from one week to like three days, and then like one day, and it just stopped working. This is a progressive disease. It does get worse. So when I really came to the realization, like, wow, I really am powerless, and, you know, if I don't quite have it all together because I believe a lie that I can go back to the food when or back to my toxic behaviors and it will help me, that doesn't help me. I've burned myself lots of times. And so I'm so thankful that I'm finally to the place that I accept that I'm powerless. And uh, no other methods have worked for me except for this program. And with that, I'll pass.
8: Thank you, Sarah T. Shanna C. Good morning. This is Shanna uh Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee uh, what keeps uh, coming into my mind is just um, this, this, that day that I I fell down on my knees and begged God for help. Like, I had been familiar with OA, I'd been familiar, I'd known I'd struggled with food and, you know, dieting and weight and the, the back and forth and all of that my, my entire life and had tried every single method I could think of. Um, I was also in a 12-step recovery program, recovered in that area, actively living in 10, 11, and 12 um, in that area. And I thought I was just that type of person. I had that one thing, but I I was just struggling with food. Um, It never really occurred to me that I was also a compulsive overeater. Um, And so anyway, uh, along with that, I had a lot of confusion about what a compulsive overeater was and what that would end up looking like and how that would be managed you know uh having to be helpful in possibly two different areas and it's just like and i I can look back now and see how um unmanageable not not a willful kind of thing i mean wanting to do the right thing and meaning and having the best intentions but being absolutely driven by self-will and uh the fear and the self-reliance that i was going to have to figure all this out on my own and so one of the things that uh that really hit me that day was that it didn't matter. Um, it didn't matter what I was going to have to do. I was dying of this, and it didn't matter how many recovery programs I was going to have to be in, or what it was going to look like or who I was going to have to help. My dependents had to come from a power greater than me, um, because I was dying, living in a 12-step program. Um, and I identify completely with you know doing the 12 steps and helping others and totally missing that relationship with God. See, that's where the power comes from. Um, Lack of power was my dilemma. I had to find that power by which I could live and see my great obsession was somehow someday I was gonna control and enjoy my food. And so I'm constantly looking for power from some other source other than the the source of power. And these 12 steps enabled me to tap into that power Rather than trying to find the perfect food plan, the perfect diet, the this, the that, you know, the food plan, the plan of eating, whatever you want to call it, serves as a, as a, as a benchmark, as a boundary. It doesn't keep me abstinent, but going through these steps, becoming rigorously honest and willing to go to any length, that I, I can't become that on my own. The disease beat me into a state of reasonableness. I gave up willing to go to any length and, and held my nose and jumped. That's all I know. That's all I can say. And I did it, and through God's grace, through these steps, through that power that comes from working these steps, I have been able to, I haven't found it necessary to compulsively eat since. Um, I'm so grateful for my sponsor, who was helpful to me, and all you guys for
0: being here, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shanna C. Russ M., we do have time. We have a couple of minutes. Shay L.? Oh, we only have time for one more share, and it's Russ M., and then we have another hour coming up, and you'll have a chance then. Okay. Russ, you there?
8: Russ M.?
0: Well, Shay, if you want a very short share, we'll let you take Russ's spot. Got to unmute quickly. Maybe Shay doesn't want to have to cut it short. <laughs> I don't blame you.
16: Hi, this is David M. I can. Do-
0: okay, David, you want to share just for a minute? David, we heard
8: you, and now we don't. <laughs> hmm.
16: Hi, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, go ahead for uh, one minute, david.
16: Yes, uh yeah, thank you um I, I just wanted to say, uh, this is my first time sharing. I've been listening to this meeting for a while um uh, I do need a sponsor, so hopefully uh at the end uh, we can I can try to find somebody uh males only um anyway yeah no i I tried i feel like I tried everything um, from like uh food plans to surgery to uh other things and i it's, it's just i tried everything but honesty and i uh that's one thing i i need to do is be honest with myself honest with my family members honest with my relationships and um yeah i that's that's uh the main thing and um and my higher power with the steps and um, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm very uh, hopeful and um, I want to get, I want to go get a sponsor and go through the steps and, and uh, do what I need to do and be honest. I am David. Myself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you everybody.
0: Did you say it's David M as in Mary? Yes. From Florida. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Thanks. Stan. the next end of the next hour. Annu- uh, sponsors announce themselves. Thanks for jumping in there and covering that last minute. Um, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, March twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two, seven a.m. Eastern Time, is eighteen thousand seven hundred forty four. That's one eight seven four four. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study. Immediately following closing, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.